Good evening. Welcome to our Monday Thursday worship, and I will direct your attention to the bulletin. You'll notice that tonight's service is a little bit different, um, including the fact that we do not conclude with a benediction or a blessing at the end, and we will not also conclude with the announcements. So I would encourage you at the end of the service tonight to make sure to take this home with you so you have a chance to read through all that stuff at the back part of your bulletin because some of it's kind of important. With that, we'll begin. you 
We make our beginning tonight, as always, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. What a strange meal. What a strange meal, and sure, later generations might just see it as the norm. Maybe they would sit down and they would just mark it on their calendar the way one might mark Thanksgiving or Christmas and all the attendant ritual and rite. That this is what we eat and this is what we do. But when God first gave the Passover, when God first gave the Passover, it probably looked a little silly. Israelites in slavery. And they had been in slavery since the mid-1800s B.C., so going on 400 years almost to the day. They had been in slavery, and God said, well, all you have to do is sit back and watch, and I will take care of it, and I will set you free. But time and time again, over the course of the months leading up to this night, Time and time again, it looked like God's best efforts fell flat as Pharaoh thumbed his nose. You could picture Charlton Heston standing there in Pharaoh's, in Pharaoh's palace, saying, let my people go. And Pharaoh said, I will. And then he doesn't. God sends plague after plague. And then the most extreme of all, God says, take a lamb Take its blood and paint it on your door frames, and then stay inside. I'll take care of business. It's no wonder that God says to Moses, verse 26, So when your children ask you, what does this ceremony mean to you? You will say, it is the sacrifice of the Passover to the Lord. Because if all they had was a meal, If all they had was a meal and a remembrance of past events, and maybe some symbolic encouragement for today, but if all they had was a meal and some empty remembrance, it would just be an empty ritual. Mom always made turkey at Thanksgiving, and then we had a ham at Christmas, and this is just what we do. And then we had a lamb at Passover, just taking its place as empty ritual among all the dates on the calendar. Yes, marking the passing of the year, but that was it. So God has Moses explain it. Because it is not mere empty ritual, and he wants his people to remember. So when your children ask you, what does this ceremony mean to you? You will say, it is the sacrifice of the Passover to the Lord who passed over the houses of the Israelites in Egypt when he struck the Egyptians He spared our houses, the foreshadow, the meal, this perfect, perfect, spotless lamb whose blood marked their door frames. And when the angel of death came through the land, came through the land of the people who had thumbed their noses at God time and time again, the angel of death saw the blood on the door frames and their lives were spared, that the blood of the perfect lamb had saved them from death. In a very real way. And how much more so what we celebrate tonight. Monday, Thursday, the Passover. 
Jesus gathers with his disciples once again. And they know how it all goes. And by the time of Christ, 1400 years later, by the time of Christ, there had been enough ritual built in. And kind of a, a back and forth speaking between the leader at the Passover meal and the rest of the people seated around the table. Until Jesus says something different. And he says, take and eat. This is my body. Take and drink. This is my blood. And with those words, with those words, the years of, of rite and ritual imbued with as much symbolism as it was, and as much foreshadowing as there was, the years of symbolism crumbled away like some shell. They crumbled away at the coming and the appearing of the Lamb of God who would take away the sin of the world. Because, you see, because the Passover was not merely about releasing the Israelites from bondage and slavery. The Passover was a foreshadowing, a preview. God's way of saying, you are my chosen people, you are my nation, and keep on doing this thing because I'm promising something greater. Something greater, not simply the release from slavery for 400 years, but release from the slavery to sin for a lifetime. Not simply life in the promised land for the rest of their days, but life eternal in the promised land of heaven forever. And so when Jesus takes the bread and takes the wine and he passes it around through the course of the meal, what he is doing is not mere empty ritual or symbolism. What he is doing is pointing to himself. Pointing to himself and saying, Dear friends, maybe you don't get it right now, but you remember the bitter tears of the slavery. You remember the, the bones of that lamb remaining unbroken. You remember the promise of freedom that God had said. And you remember, do you remember how the blood saved you from death? The blood of that perfect lamb. And do you remember how you sat down together and you ate? The foreshadowing had met, had met what he was pointing ahead to. Jesus Christ the spotless Lamb of God. And so when he says, take and eat, take and drink, what he is offering is not mere empty symbolism, because even the Passover wasn't meant to be empty symbolism. But what Jesus offers is the very body and blood of the true Passover Lamb. Not to simply something that we do on occasion to remember a past event or a past victory, but the modern reality of God, the Son of God, saying, I see the slavery, I see the, the bitter tears of guilt, and I see the, the hardship and the tears of life in a sinful world. And what he promises to you tonight and forever is freedom. Yes, freedom from sin, the forgiveness of sin, the blood of the Lamb now marking you, marking the door of your heart just as much as marking the door of those Israelite homes. The foreshadowing has met its match and been superseded 
by the fulfillment. The fulfillment that Jesus Christ, the spotless Lamb of God, invites you to take and eat, to take and drink, for the forgiveness of sins, for freedom, not from slavery, but from sin, and for eternal life, not just, not just life in some promised land, but for life forever with Him. And that's where, we, that's where we get the term, communion, common union, you know, the things we have together as fellowship. God invites you to eat, to kneel together, together, to see this fellowship restored between you and Him, and this fellowship restored among one another. So tonight, watch and listen. Be instructed once more and ask your Lord, what does this mean? And you'll see the answer played out before your very eyes tonight. We continue in the very front portion of your red hymnal, or not of your red hymnal, sorry, of your bulletin. Page 3 to the top of page 4. In this Lenten season, we have heard again how our Lord walked the path of suffering which led him to the cross for our salvation. We have also heard our Lord's call to intensify our struggle against sin, death, and the devil, all that keeps us from loving God and one another. This is the struggle to which we were committed at baptism, God's forgiveness and the power of His Spirit to amend our lives, continue with us because of His love for us in Jesus, our Savior. Within the family of the Church, God never wearies of giving peace and new life. In the absolution, we receive forgiveness as from God Himself. This absolution we should not doubt, but firmly believe that our sins are thus forgiven before God in heaven, for it comes to us in the name and by the command of our Lord Jesus. We who receive God's love in Jesus Christ are called to love one another, to be servants to each other as Jesus became our servant. In Holy Communion, the members of Christ's body participate most intimately in His love. Remembering our Lord's Last Supper with His disciples, we eat the bread and drink the cup of this meal. Together we receive the Lord's gift of His body and blood for the forgiveness and participate in that new covenant that makes us one with Him and one another. The Lord's Supper is the promise of the great banquet we will share with all the faithful when our Lord returns, the joyous culmination of our being reconciled with God and each other. Please rise. Let us confess our sins to God and ask for His forgiveness. Almighty God, merciful Father, I confess to you that I have not loved you with all my heart. In what I have done and left undone, I have pursued my ways instead of your ways. I have not loved my brothers and sisters as myself. For this I deserve your punishment, both now and in eternity. I am truly sorry for my sins. I repent of them. I beg for your mercy, O Lord. Forgive us for the sake of Jesus Christ, our Savior and Substitute, who suffered and died for us. Cleanse me from my sins, release me from my guilt, 
Grant me your Holy Spirit to amend my sinful life. The Almighty God has been merciful to us and has sent His Son to die for all. For His sake, God forgives our sins and calls us from darkness to His marvelous light. Therefore, as a called servant of Christ and by His authority, I forgive you all your sins. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Our Lord Jesus Christ has forgiven us and reconciled us to God. He has also promised us the power to forgive and love each other. And when Christians speak a word of forgiveness, it is just as sure and certain as if Christ himself said it. Relying on his promise, therefore, let us be reconciled to one another and extend to each other the peace of our Lord Jesus Christ. Christ, in the sacrament of Holy Communion, you give us your true body and blood, together with the bread and the wine, for the forgiveness of sins. Grant that we remember your life, suffering, death, and resurrection as you commanded. Grant that we daily take up our cross and follow you. By your Spirit, lead us to firmly believe your words and promise that we may always partake of this sacrament to our eternal good. For you live and reign with the Father and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. You may be seated for our next hymn.
first reading tonight comes from Exodus chapter 12, the Lord's Passover. Then Moses summoned all the elders of Israel and said to them, Go and take lambs for yourselves, according to your family size, and slaughter the Passover lamb. You shall take a bundle of hyssop, dip it in the blood that is in the basin, and paint the lintel and the two doorposts with the blood that is in the basin. None of you are to go out of the door of your house until morning. When the Lord passes through to strike Egypt and sees the blood on the lintel and the two doorposts, the Lord will pass over that door and will not allow the destroyer to enter your homes to strike you. You shall observe these instructions as a perpetual regulation for you and for your descendants. When you enter the land that the Lord will give you just as he said he would, you shall observe this ceremony. So when your children ask you, what does this ceremony mean to you? You will say, it is the sacrifice of the Passover to the Lord, who passed over the houses of the Israelites in Egypt. When he struck the Egyptians, he spared our houses. The people bowed down and worshipped. The Israelites went and did all this. They did just as the Lord had commanded Moses and Aaron. At midnight, the Lord struck down all the firstborn in the land of Egypt, from the firstborn of Pharaoh who sat on his throne, to the firstborn of the prisoner who was in the dungeon, even all the firstborn of the livestock. During the night Pharaoh got up, he, all his servants, and all the Egyptians. And there was a loud outcry in Egypt, for there was not a house where there was not someone dead. This is the word of our Lord. We continue with our psalm for tonight, Psalm 116, as found on page 107 in the very front portion of your red
Our second reading comes from Paul's letter to the Corinthians, chapter 10. We see the reality, communion. Paul writes, The cup of blessing that we bless, it is, is it not a communion of the blood of Christ? The bread that we break, is it not a communion of the body of Christ? Because there is one bread, we who are many are one body, for we all partake of the one bread. Our theme verse is printed for you there. As often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Thanks be to God. Please stand for our gospel reading. Our gospel reading from Mark chapter 14, the Last Supper. We see Passover and communion meeting. On the first day of the festival of unleavened bread, when the Passover lamb was sacrificed, his disciples asked him, Where do you want us to go and to prepare for you to eat the Passover? He sent two of his disciples and said to them, Go into the city, and there a man carrying a jar of water will meet you. Follow him. Wherever he enters, tell the owner of the house that the teacher says, Where is my guest room, where I may eat the Passover with my disciples? He will show you a large upper room, furnished and ready. Make preparations for us there. His disciples left and went into the city and found things just as he had told them, and they prepared the Passover. When it was evening, he arrived with the twelve. While they were reclining and eating, Jesus said, Amen, I tell you, one of you will betray me, one who is eating with me. They began to be sorrowful and said to him, one by one, surely not I. He said to them, It is one of the twelve, one who is dipping bread with me in the dish. Indeed. The Son of Man is going to go just as it has been written about him. But woe to that man by whom the Son of Man is betrayed. It would have been better for that man if he had not been born. While they were eating, Jesus took bread. When he had blessed it, he broke it and gave it to them, saying, Take it, this is my body. Then he took the cup, gave thanks, and gave it to them. They all drank from it. He said to them, This is my blood of the New Testament, which is poured out for many. Amen, I tell you. I will certainly not drink again of the fruit of the vine until that day when I drink it new in the kingdom of God. After they sang a hymn, they went out to the Mount of Olives. You may be seated for our next hymn, number 134.
Our confession of faith this evening, beginning on page 7 on to page 8, comes from Luther's small catechism explanation of Holy Communion. Please rise. What is the sacrament of Holy Communion? It is the true body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ, under the bread and wine, instituted by Christ for us Christians to eat and to drink. Where is this written? The Holy Evangelist Matthew, Mark, Luke, and the Apostle Paul tell us, Our Lord Jesus Christ, on the night he was betrayed, took the bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat, this is my body, which is given for you. Do this and remember something. Then he took the cup, gave thanks, and gave it to them, saying, Drink from it, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant, which is poured out for you for the forgiveness of sins. Do this whenever you drink it, in remembrance of me. What blessing do we receive through this eating and drinking? such great things. It is certainly not the eating and drinking that does such things, but the words given and poured out for you for the forgiveness of sins. These words are the main thing in the sacrament, along with the eating and drinking. And whoever believes these words has what they plainly say, the forgiveness of sins. Who then is properly prepared to receive this sacrament? Fasting and other outward preparations may serve a good purpose, but he is properly prepared who believes these words, given and poured out for you for the forgiveness of sins. But whoever does not believe these words, God them, is not prepared, because the words for you require nothing but hearts that believe. You may be seated as worshipful Lord with our
I direct your attention to our responsive prayer for the church tonight in the exact center of your worship folder. And in our prayers tonight, we include a prayer for Bob Olin, currently hospitalized in the ICU in Mankato. Please rise. We pray. Holy, blessed, and glorious Trinity, three persons in one God. Have mercy on Remember not, Lord Christ, our offenses, nor the offenses of our forebears. Spare us, good Lord. Spare your people whom you have redeemed with your precious blood. Spare us, good Lord. From all spiritual blindness, from pride, vanity, and hypocrisy, from envy, hatred, and malice, and from all lack of charity. Good Lord, deliver us. From all deadly sin and the deceits of the world, the flesh, and the devil. Good Lord, deliver us. From all false doctrine, heresy, and schism, from hardness of heart and contempt for your word and your will. From earthquake and tempest, from drought, fire, and flood, from civil strife and violence, from war and murder, and from dying suddenly and unprepared. By the mystery of your holy incarnation, by your baptism, fasting, and temptation, and by your proclamation of the kingdom. By your bloody sweat and bitter grief, by your cross and your suffering, and by your precious death and burial. By your mighty resurrection, by your glorious ascension, and by the coming of the Holy Spirit. In our times of trouble, in our times of prosperity, in the hour of death, and on the day of judgment. Receive our prayers, O Lord our God. Govern and direct your holy church, fill it with love and truth, and grant it that unity which is according to your will. Enlighten all ministers with true knowledge and understanding of your word, that by their preaching and living they may declare it clearly and show its truth. Encourage and prosper your servants who spread the gospel in all the world, and send out laborers into the harvest. Hear us, Bless and keep your people, that all may serve you through godly vocation and ministry. Hear us, Lord. Give us hearts to love and revere you, that we may diligently live according to your commandments. Hear us, Lord. In our prayers tonight, compassionate Father, we ask you, in your mercy you transform even sickness and disease into a blessing for your children. With this confidence we commit all who are sick or suffering to your tender care. And we pray especially for our friend Bob Olin. Provide healing and relief according to your infinite wisdom and boundless mercy. Grant patient endurance if his suffering must linger. Help him find true spiritual strength through Jesus and his cross during this time of physical weakness. By the work of the Holy Spirit, teach him to trust in your forgiveness, grace, and love. In Jesus' name we pray. Son of God, we ask you to hear us. Son of God, we ask you to hear us. Lamb of God, you take away the sin of the world. Have mercy on us. Lamb of God, you take away the sin of the world. Grant us peace. Lord, have mercy on us. Christ, have mercy on us. All these things we ask confidently in Jesus' name as we join to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, under the sins of heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. 
and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. direct your attention to page 21 in the very front portion of your red hymnal. Page 21, please rock. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. 
us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is truly good and right that we should at all times and in all places give you thanks. O Lord, Holy Father, Almighty and Everlasting God, through Jesus Christ our Lord, who brought the gift of salvation to all people by his death on the tree of the cross, so that the devil who overcame us by a tree would in turn by a tree be overcome. Therefore, with all the saints on earth and hosts of heaven, we praise your holy name and join their glorious song.
and take and drink. This is the true blood of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, given and shed for you, for the forgiveness of all your sins. Take and drink. This is the true blood of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, given and shed for you, for the forgiveness of all your sins. Take and drink. Now may this true body and blood of our Savior strengthen and preserve you in the true faith until life everlasting. Depart at peace with God, sins forgiven. Amen.
O Lord, the God who saves me day and night, I cry out before you. May my prayer come before you. Turn your ear to my cry. For my soul is full of trouble, and my life draws near the grave. I am counted among those who go down to the pit. I am like a man without strength. I am set apart with the dead, like the slain who lie in the grave. Whom you remember no more, who you are cut off from your care. You have put me in the lowest pit, in the darkest depths. Your wrath lies heavily upon me. You have overwhelmed me with all your waves. You have taken me from my closest friends and have made me repulsive to them. I am confined and cannot escape. My eyes are dim with grief. I call to you, O Lord, every day. I spread out my hands to you. Do you show your wonders to the dead? Do those who are dead rise up and praise you? Is your love declared in the grave? Your faithfulness to destruction? Are your wonders known in the place of darkness? Or your righteous deeds in the land of oblivion? But I cry to you for help, O Lord. In the morning, my prayer comes before you. Why, O Lord, do you reject me and hide your face from me? From my youth, I have been afflicted and close to death. I have suffered your terrors and am in despair. Your wrath has swept over me. Your terrors have destroyed me. All day long, they summon me like a flood. They have completely engulfed me. You have taken my companions and loved ones from me. The darkness is my closest friend.
Jerusalem, the golden. Thanks for listening to Green Pastures with Jesus, the audio home of Shepherd of the Lakes Lutheran Church of Fairmont, Minnesota. If you like what you just heard, we hope you'll pass along our website, www.shepherdofthelakes.net. Pass that along to your friends and colleagues. Be sure to check out our archive section at our website for previous podcasts. You can find us 9.30 a.m. Sunday mornings at 323 East 1st Street in Fairmont, just up the hill from Richard's Towing. Any questions, contact me, Pastor Hagen, 507-236-9572. God bless your day.